Hello again. This is Digging for Something, and you know me, I'm your host, JJ. So, today for lunch, I ate something that I try not to eat that much, but I probably eat way more than I should. I had McDonald's. And I don't know when they started rolling it out, but uh, many of the new McDonald's or remodeled McDonald's, they have two lanes to uh, order your food. So once you drive up, you select one or the other, whichever one's going faster. And I kind of never understood it because there's still one place, you, one window you pay and another window you pick up your food. So I don't understand how it helps, but I guess there was some research done or some survey or some analytics that said uh, it works. But honestly, to me, it's more annoying than anything. I mean, you have two lanes, and what happens is, if there's if there's a line, if it's already backed up, and both these uh, both these lanes ordered, they have to merge into one. And I have seen people fighting for position because waiting, you know, one more car will destroy their day. So they'll fight, and I've. I've seen honks and cursing and things like that, uh, just to be that next car to go to the window to pay. And luckily, I haven't been involved in any of that, but to me, it, uh, it, it it's not worth it. Usually, um, I'll always look to see if the, the car on the other side completed their order before me, and if they did, I don't, I don't inch up or anything. I just let them go. Now, what's, what has happened to me that I hate, and it's happened a few times, or no, maybe not a few times, a couple times, where I'll select the lane. And usually this happens when it's the outside one. And I'm sitting there waiting. You now I'm waiting. The car in the other lane made their order. Okay, the next car, they make their order. It's like, Hello, hello, I turn on the radio, I cough, nothing, nothing. And then I sometimes I'll get, oh, be right with you. But on the other lane, three cars had already gone. And I'm like, uh, hello, I've been here, you know, I don't want to be a pain in the you-know-what, but hello, let's go. Fast food, it's not so fast. Um, but there's been a couple occasions where I do all that, hello, and eh, nothing. And I have to back out. To go to the other lane. And I look to see, okay, is there anything that says close? No. Great. So to me, I've been more annoyed by that than it's benefited me in any way. Because it to me that shows no benefit. The only fast food place that I've seen where it actually works correctly, and it might not be all of them, uh, but the one closest to me. The Chick-fil-A closest to me. And I'm a fan of Chick-fil-A. Um, but so are a lot of people. Uh, I when when this uh, COVID uh, shutdown happened, those already long Chick-fil-A drive through lines were even longer. And 
I'm, I'm talking like wrapped around a whole shopping center. Uh, I believe somebody told me they counted over 50 cars at one time just to get dressed through. Now, what I'll do is I'll, I will order on the app and park in the designated spot and they'll bring it out to me, which I find much easier than that. But at least in the Ch- Chick-fil-A uh, by me that has the two lanes, you order in the two lanes, but you also pick up your food in the two lanes. So instead of actually having the window, they have the window there, but the window's there for the employees because they have actual, they, they put these little canopies and they have uh, the cars drive under it and the employees actually go to the cars and, and uh, take the food to them. And I can't even imagine how long that line would be if it didn't have two at a time. They might even need to do uh, to, to add a third line because um, I haven't seen those lines going down <laughs> at all. So uh, I don't know if anybody agrees with me, but yeah, the two lanes for ordering, nah, doesn't work for me. Uh, so on my very first episode of uh, this podcast, I I, uh, I gave a little, little information about myself, my story. Um, but one of the things I didn't, what I didn't really explain is why, even though I'm obviously an adult, I keep the content no worse than a PG rating. And uh, I've done this purposely, and it's not because I'm a, I'm a prude or, um, although I do watch Hallmark channels, that I, I live my life in a G rating. It <laughs> It is more of, I, I want people, if they choose to listen to my podcast, to be able to listen to it in their car with their kids in the car. And the reason I say that is because I've been caught many times in my car. Well, obviously I've been caught in my car, but I've caught my, myself listening to things on the radio, uh, especially a few years ago when my kids were much younger, that really is not kid appropriate. And a lot of, especially the morning shows, the morning shows, um, they'll have a lot of talk about, um, you know, illegal things, drug use, um, sex, sexual innuendo, um, you know, things that that adults relate to, um, and, and that I really, you know, don't want my kids listening to. So many times I would, I would change the channel. And once again, it's, I know the world is going on. Um, it's not good to overly shelter your kids, but you also don't want to expose your kids to things that they're not ready for. So that's why I kind of wanted to make sure that thinking about myself, how if I'm listening to something in the morning, well, unfortunately not, not these days, but um, it's something that you don't have to put on mute or, or turn off or change because a topic or things that are, I'm saying is not appropriate for all ages. And, and it's not only the host. Um, I've, I've actually found myself noticing a lot of the songs that are played on the radio are not appropriate for kids. Um, and once again, it's not because I don't listen to things myself. It just, you know, we, we don't need our kids learning things 
singing things or listening to things and asking questions about things that are ahead of, ahead of the years that they've lived. Um, now, my daughter's a little older now, but when she was younger, you know, a couple of years ago, it's it was always a fight because she was at that age where you know she had her her singers that she liked and uh, one of the like Ariana Grande. Um, one thing that bothers me about her is it's like every song has to have either innuendo and things like uh, when I actually listened to the song side to side, I was like. I don't want my daughter singing that. I mean, it, if you if you actually read the lyrics and you see what she's singing about, and to me it's just a little disappointing because she has very young fans, and I, I know she probably tried to rebel against her Nickelodeon things because a lot of child stars do that, but there's a lot more things to sing about. So I would when she would come on the air. On, uh, on the radio, I would change it. And once again, it's not because I don't listen to it. I'm not the biggest fan, but it's not something that um, I hate or I love. It's just it's just music. The, the music's fine. It's just some of it is just too much. Um, and, and it's not just her. There, there's a lot of songs out there. And, um, and it's things you don't want to hear your, your, your children. And for me and yeah, maybe it's a double standard, but it is what it is. I don't want to hear my daughter sing it. And I I really didn't think so much about this until one time I was at a, um, what do you call these things? Kind of like a grand opening they were doing at the shopping center uh, near where I live. And there were different uh, studios and things like that doing performances and blah, blah, blah. And one of the songs that came on was Baby Got Back. Now, once again, when I was much younger, yeah, I, I listened to the song. I cranked it up in the car, yeah. And I'll still listen to it now. But when you hear a single-digit girl, and, it, and actually it wasn't even my daughter, but um, my daughter's friend who uh, – we. We were with that uh, friend family, uh, uh, family friends, and their daughter starts singing, my anaconda don't, it's like, what? No, 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 it just doesn't sound right. And it's tough for a father to hear, you don't want to hear these things from, you know, little girls, your daughter. Uh, little girls that you know, and it just, it, that's when they kind of started thinking about, okay, what are they singing? What are they hearing? And, you know, you can't shelter. Um, the kids are going to, are going to hear things. They're going to listen to things and, um, and you have to accept it. As I've said before, accept and move on. But doesn't mean you have to accept it in my, in your presence. So, uh, no, those songs and it, it, kind of a funny story. I was I was at a a carnival with my son, and you know those carnivals they have different rides and it's like probably half the rides have its own little DJ <laughs> things like that. So uh, my son and I we were walking to the next ride and um, 
the I think it was the uh, was it the Gravitron? No, it was a similar ride to the Gravitron. <laughs> the <laughs> song starts playing, and it drops an F bomb. Like <laughs> I'm like, what? Did I just hear that? And then my son's like, Papa. I didn't think they could say that. They can play that here. And immediately they cut the song. Because the funniest part is this carnival. It was a church carnival. So I am sure that the organizers in the church were having a heart attack. Because, of course, they're out in force. And, uh, I mean, I, it was so obvious. I heard it. My son heard it. And I, I, my, uh, my son is single digits. And, I, of course, he's heard this, this word before. And I mean, I'm proud to say he's never heard it from me. Um, I, I don't have a clean mouth at all. And, uh, but with my kids, I, I definitely censor myself because I try to get the best example possible. And even though as they grow, it's going to be cool to curse and all that. And that, uh, they're going to do it behind their parents back. Uh, you know, I want them to see that, yeah, you can communicate without those words. And, you know, once again, I'm. I I am not this pristine person. I curse a lot. Uh, I don't, and I tell inappropriate jokes and things like that. And when I was in my middle teens, I was a big fan of uh, Two Live Crew and NWA, and uh, I still listen to them today. If you if you look at my um, my music, it's very eclectic, and there's a lot of gangster and booty music and. Um, I'll sing along with those inappropriate lyrics. Um, but with my kids, it's like, no, um, I'm not going to do that. Um, and, uh, I pretty much, you know, I, I have, I haven't slept and once again, I'm not perfect and, uh, I'll never, I've, I've made some bad decisions and things, you know, things, um, parenting. Yeah. You 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 of course do things and you make mistakes and it happens. Um, but you, the most important thing is you try to do your best. Uh, so that, that is why, um, I, I do this podcast the way I do using the language and the content I choose. Um, cause I always think about those morning drives with my kids and I have thought about, uh, creating a separate podcast, uh, that is more, RNC17. I mean, really, a pure adult content, and maybe you're doing it once a week. And <laughs> I mean, that's a completely other side of me that uh, definitely is not being portrayed in this podcast. Uh, I've thought about doing it. Um, the only thing is, if I did a podcast like that, I, I would definitely uh, need a co-host uh, because talking about topics like that, it, it's better to run them off somebody else and. Uh, it's much more entertaining and funny. So if I were to ever do it, um, I guess that would probably be once a week. And um, I would definitely do it with, with a co-host or different guests or things like that. But uh, it won't, definitely would not be like this podcast on my own. So what a, what a, what other topic is uh, intriguing me? And one thing... That just irks me a little bit or all the different voting conspiracies that are taking place and from both sides and uh, 
like I say, all the time vote. That's that's it's a right. It's a privilege. It's something we all should do. Um, but all the it seems like every, now every election has something to do with uh, some kind of voting controversy or conspiracy. Um, in the last few days, we've had President Trump rail against uh, mail-in ballots. Um, doesn't think the mail-in ballots are, uh, or there's a risk that he thinks there's going to be fraud um, with mail-in ballots, or the there there is a chance of foreign interference with uh, mail-in ballots. Um, so I, I don't know why he's on the topic of mail-in ballots. Who knows? It could just be that he's worried that uh, <laughs> the majority of mail-in ballots might be against him. But either way, uh, if you're talking about fraud, foreign interference, it works both ways. And I'm sure he's not worried about it because there's uh, <laughs> it's uh, any kind of risk or foreign interference would be in his benefit because if he actually thought that um, it would be in his benefit, I doubt he would be bringing it up. Uh, a lot of times we know he just throws things out there or when he feels he's backed into a corner or he's down, he, he throws things out. And it's one of his huge flaws. Um, but uh, mail-ins, uh, especially mail-in ballots, things like that, uh, a lot of our armed forces probably use it. Uh, people who may might not um, be prevalent this election, but uh, those who maybe work or travel extensively, uh, where the mail-ins might be the, the best option for them. So I don't know if this is just a preemptive strike, but uh, yeah, um, our president is is already putting that controversy out there for mail-ins and just something very annoying. And then, then you have uh, the Democrat side. Um, they've been complaining about uh, um, voter suppression and different ways. Uh, the uh... <laughs> What's funny is that these all the different things that that uh, have come up is it's oh this is more likely to be a democratic voter so and, and some of the things are kind of laughable and um you know it's like you, you can't defend the, the the you know the indefensible kind of thing like making excuse in most places um you need to show a government id and that that is one of the requirements that leads to voter suppression. But honestly, don't we want people to show their ID? Who does not have an ID? If a person does not have a government-issued ID, there's a there's a reason for it. And it's not because their income is low. It's not because, because if they can go to voter precinct, they can go somewhere. They can go to the DMV just to get a uh, a um, an ID. So there's many ways. So... If somebody doesn't have a, a government issued ID, um, you know, that's uh, 
that's a red flag for me. I mean, right off the bat. Then, oh, some. Uh, I think uh, New York requires 25 days before the election. Um, but if your birthday is in May and the election is in November, you have plenty of time. So don't, don't complain if it's not time. That's not suppressing. That's somebody procrastinating. Somebody not uh, not. One of the things that really bothers me is, and this happens a lot, and especially with I think with gen, this generation of kids, where we're not teaching people accountability. They people have to be accountable for the decisions they make, for the errors they make. Um, and, and I see this with, with parents with their kids in school. Um, they don't get a good grade on something and it's not the kid's fault. Well, the kid had four weeks to do a project. Uh, they didn't finish it. They didn't turn, they turned it in two days late and the, and they, their gate grade goes down one and they, and the parents want to complain. Oh, it's not fair. Da, 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 da. It's a pun. It's, it's the punishment for not finished. Out. If you had four weeks. Take it for four weeks. Don't blame the teacher. Don't blame this. Don't blame that. Kid has to be accountable. Simple as that. You lose the grade. That's that's it. I I will never argue with a teacher over that. If my kid's wrong, they're wrong, and they have to know they're wrong. Um, but to try to bail them out, for, no, no, we're not teaching our kids accountability, and and that's what we need to. And it's kind of like like this. People need to be accountable for for. Uh, the mistakes that make. Um, another thing is, oh, when uh, ballots are not counted because they're either completed incorrectly or um, the person did something wrong, uh, voted twice or something like that. Once again, if if a person does something wrong or stupid or has a brain fart, that's on them. I mean, I voted. I don't know how many times I voted. And it kind of, um, was it with President George W. Bush and Florida? Oh, Florida was, I think it was even West Palm specifically because of the ballot. And basically, people were claiming that the ballot was so hard, they couldn't figure it out. So if, and I saw the ballot. If they can't figure it out, if they could not figure it out, they should not be voting. I'm sorry. I mean, just because they weren't too bright, that's not my fault. You can't spoon feed people. And once again, be accountable for it. If you if you want your vote to count, do it right. Make sure. Don't just do whatever you want to do and then complain, oh, I couldn't understand it. People getting on camera like, I would not want to be a new say, look, I'm an idiot. I couldn't understand the ballot. I'm stupid. No. Accept it. I mean, if you're so concerned, you want it to count, do it right. People make mistakes. I understand that. But you know, not being the sharpest knife in the drawer. No, that's that's. Then you shouldn't be voting. I'm sorry. Um, you can't prevent. You can't do everything to prevent people from 
doing what they need to do. And I know the whole suppression thing and um, a lot of things are kind of laughable and um, it's, uh, it's almost like an excuse. And the thing about it is if people want to vote, people will vote. Um, and it has nothing to do with precincts. Many times what happens is you'll have a certain number of precincts, a certain people, uh, um, no, they're not, they're not called proctors. I forgot what they're called, who, who, um, who supervise these precincts. And the thing about it is if this precinct has always had, um, let's say a 15% turnout historically for 20 years, 15 years, and then suddenly people wake up and they're like, we really want to vote. We really hate this person or we really like this person. And that precinct actually has 60% that day. Well, they've never had it. Um, districts, they, they, they move their, the resources, the equipment to where it's going to be utilized best. So if one precinct is always low and another precinct is always high as far as turnout, more resources are going to be the one that's high. And if the one year, the one that's always low has a lot, there's going to be a wait. Get there early. You know, there's many different ways to vote. So that's not suppression. That's just an uptick that nobody foresaw. And most of these districts, they don't have unlimited resources. So they have to you know, strategize what's the best way to allocate those resources. And once again, if you want to vote, you'll vote. And if you have to wait an hour, you have to wait an hour. Simple as that. And if you walk away and there could be a legitimate reason why you walked away or just because you don't want to wait a line because you don't want to wait a line is not legitimate. If you really want to vote, you'll vote. So I'm, I'm just tired of the voter suppression argument. And then um, our president Trump again, what does he say? <sighs> don't be a sore loser. If you lose, you lose, accept it, accept and move on. Um, don't don't put the uh, don't be have the preemptive strike with the mail and things and it it is what it is every election um i i i hate when a side does not want to accept and they try to contest it the votes are counted it is what it is we don't need a thousand recounts we don't need that it's just a waste of time um, I've seen it before. Uh, all it does is divide this country even more. And that's what happens. It's, I mean, I've seen it and there's no reason for it. Because at the end of the day, it's not going to change. It's not going to change. So if this current president, President Trump, uh, loses the election, whether he thinks there's foreign intervention or that or this, um you thought it was he thought it was a witch hunt with him don't don't start a witch hunt with somebody else if you lose you'll lose fine now wipe your hands and move on and uh who knows what's going to happen um right now he is down in the polls 
So it's a good possibility he's going to lose. Um, and whether I vote for him or not, if he wins, he's the pre- president for a second term. And if he loses, um, Joe Biden will be our president. And no matter which one happens, I'm still going to wake up the next day. I'm still going to be happy I live in this country. I'm going to appreciate everything this country has to offer, um, good and bad, or good or bad. Uh, and that's it. Um, don't. This is the same president who definitely would be bitter if somebody contested uh, and wasn't very happy that Hillary Clinton did not concede uh, sooner than she did. So if the polls speak, accept it, move on. Hey, there's only been, what, 40-something presidents in this country's history? Sad, I don't know the exact number, but um, I don't feel like Googling. But uh, I think 47 presidents. So a one-term president is nothing to be ashamed of because uh, there's been uh, fewer presidents in our history than actual states. So um, just... Be proud of of being one of them and be a gentleman. If, uh, if Joe Biden comes in, have a, have a classy handover because in the end of the day, it's what, what's best for this country. Uh, don't, uh, don't cry about it. Don't try to go to court about it. The country speaks, the country speaks. That's it. Accept and move on. And I mean, there's always... On voting day, we we know that's going to happen. I I remember um, on the news uh, they were talking about the uh, kind of caravans, uh, and it was uh, it was local Democrat parties who were picking up like homeless and things like that, or people like that, people who 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 needed a push to actually vote, and it, it's kind of funny. Um, and once again, it's it's. It's not. It's not even. It's it's voter inflation, I guess, uh, not voter suppression. It, in these cases, it's voter inflation, because what they're trying to do is is take people to the polls who are not necessarily or have no interest in voting, and basically they're doing it so they can vote for the Republican or I'm sorry, the Democrat nominee, because let's be honest, they're not going to. Um, rural Republican areas to pick up those who have have who don't have the easiest ways to um, to get to their precinct. So it's specifically for uh, to get their candidates. So it's and we know it. this is this is what goes on. And um, both sides are going to do what they can to get as many votes for who they want and and both sides have tried to change the election uh, date um, uh, the Democrats in Congress I believe um, introduced a bill to have election day be a national holiday or a weekend or change it to a weekend which the election day has been the election day for as long as I know it it is what it is we all know what it is so you can prepare for it. Um, making it a national holiday, one, all it does is affect government and banks because those are the one, those are the two that observe every single holidays. Most 
nine to five jobs, company jobs, uh, who work Monday through Friday, nine to five, uh, they don't observe every single holiday. They don't observe all those holidays. They're not going to observe this one. Companies are not going to pay their employees uh, just so, so they can vote. So that makes no sense. So the, the only ones who would are, are going to be the ones who work in the elections department. And because it's a holiday, they have to be paid more. So <laughs> taxpayers are going to have to pay more or pay higher salaries because they're working on a national holiday. Makes no sense. And moving it to a weekend, uh, because the argument is a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, low-income um, or low-income or other reason or other demographics uh, ha- have difficulty uh, voting on that Tuesday because they're at work. But people work on the weekends too. If you're talking about low-income, where do most low-income people work? Fast food restaurants, supermarkets, you know, the or voting age or um, the uh, kids, the younger generation who typically start, you know, more will start off as Democrats just because that's what appeals to them at the moment. Many of them working at those supermarkets, at Targets, at Walmarts, they're open on the weekends. Those are the highest volume days. So probably for people that or less people would be able to vote from the low income uh, demographic to move it to the weekend. It, it, it makes no sense. And then, and then we, uh, once again, uh, President Trump and shockingly the Republicans in Congress uh, kind of balked at it, um, wanted to delay this election. Why? Because of what's going on, because of COVID, because we should do the election when it's safe. It's kind of hypocritical when you think about it, since he wants everything open, but yet uh, schools, it's good. We're safe enough to send our kids to school, but we're not safe enough to vote. So it's like everybody's trying to manipulate the election, the election date, and it's it's ridiculous. It's both sides. I mean, we're going to delay it. Why? And... At the end of the day, there's so many different ways we can vote. There's early voting. There's election day. There's mail-in ballots, um, absentee. There's there's so many different op- options. And granted, not every state has the same options. But if somebody wants to vote, they can vote. Doesn't matter. We know it's the Tuesday. It's, that's it. Um, so let's not make it a holiday. Let's not move it to a weekend. Let's not delay it because of COVID. It is what it is. We can vote. We have many different ways we can vote. And if you want, you can keep the precincts open longer or uh, open them earlier. Um, Spend a few bucks and get uh, get more equipment. But it's... It is, if somebody wants to vote, if they feel they need to vote, they're going to vote. So let's not manipulate it anymore. I'm tired of the topic. And uh, kind of of going back to one of those festivals. I remember when I was at a festival and my daughter was dancing. And um, as I'm watching a performance, some guy comes up to me to 
it's like, can you sign this petition to, um, to make sure everybody has a right to vote? I was like, what are you talking about? Um, made no sense to me. He's like, yeah, because of, uh, depending on a person's situation, they might not be allowed to vote. Da, 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 da. Once again, very vague. I'm like, I, I don't understand. Who are you talking about? And then he basically, he, he told me those who have been uh, convicted of fel uh, felonies um, in the state of Florida, they, they are not automatically given their right to vote. And I looked at it. I, I didn't know there was a petition. I didn't really understand the rules and all that. And it was like, can you please sign it? And I thought about it. I go, um, no, I'm not going to sign it. And he was like, why? Don't you think they have the right to vote? And I told him honestly, I go, I don't think that, I don't think so. I go, if it's a blank page or blanks, you know, uh, if it's across the board, no, I don't. I, um, Obviously, some crimes are different, but I think this particular, I think the only uh, exemption, exception was murder. But everything else, um, if they serve their time, they should automatically. And I was, I go, you know what? No, no, I don't think it should be automatic. I, I don't agree with that. And he, he tried to debate me and I go, look, I'm not going to change my mind. You want to do your, your survey? That's fine. Uh, but I, for one, am not going to. And um, so it, it actually did make the ballot. I voted against it. Um, you know, it, it kind of, I don't believe all felons should be stripped of it. Um, and I, But I also don't believe all felons should be granted it. So I was like, it's either all or none. I'd rather have none. Um, because if it was, if it was more restrictive, then I would consider it. But it was just too open, and uh, and there was even some some language where it was being if if a person still owed money to the courts, they they it was not considered. Um, their sentence completed. It was still pending. Uh, which honestly, if I thought about it, I was like, well, I kind of agree with that. If somebody, if there is a, a fee, um, re a victim reimbursement, if the person doesn't pay it, then they shouldn't. Why, why should be they grant it? Because once again, they're not being accountable. Be accountable for what you did. Accept it. Don't once again. Let's stop babying people. Just like student loans. Yeah, it's it's to the point. It's way too much. There's too much student loan out there. But doesn't mean you shouldn't pay it. Pay your student loan. You got your degree. You took out the loan. To say you just don't want to pay it is ridiculous. Pay it. Just. Take care of your responsibilities. Um, it's, it's just too easy. So that's just me. Uh, that, that was just my personal opinion. Um, and at the end, obviously, it's a more 
this issue itself tends, is, is definitely more Democrats fighting for it, Republicans fighting against it, for the simple fact that they're looking at it as political numbers. I look at it as my personal beliefs. Uh, Democrats looking like, okay, most of these would probably be voting Democrat, whether Republicans are, most of these would be voting Democrat. So let, let's strip them. And the other Democrats are like, let's uh, let's give it to them. Let's, let's uh, have them given their right to vote back. Uh, I'm not looking at the political side. It's just my personal opinion. Of, uh, I think people need to, you take responsibility and uh, fulfill the requirements, complete their sentence. Um, if you let people off the hook, it just, it's just it's an incentive not to do the right thing. So um, that's just my opinion. And at the end of the day, we all who have the right, who have <laughs> stripped of the right, uh, it's it's our right, our privilege, and our responsibility to vote. And if you don't vote, you can't complain about anything because even though it's just one, if two million said it's just one vote, all those one votes from the two million people can swing an election either way. So yeah, if it's just one person, yeah, that one vote's not gonna make a difference. But too many people have that that uh, that philosophy. It's just one vote. So you, you have to, so when you have so many, it can make a difference. So vote. It's our responsibility. It's what we should do. And um, not, you're not always going to vote for the winner. I've, uh, I voted for the winners. I voted for losers. And like I said, the next day I wake up and uh, that, that is, that's not going to change. So who, whoever wins this election, I'll be waking up the next day, and uh, if it's Donald Trump, no, he'll still be he'll be my president, uh, Donald Trump. And if it's Joe Biden, he'll be my president, Joe Biden. Uh, whoever's elected into that, that's my president. So it is what it is, and we accept it. Uh, the more we fight over it, the more we divide our country. So our votes our votes are will be counted, and if we if we truly want to have a united country, it starts with the vote. It's it's not only voting, but accepting the uh, the results of the voting. Um, and I guess we'll see. We still have a few, few more months left, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's going to be a lot more crap that we're going to have to hear. Um, it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. But it'll be over soon, and... Uh, Hopefully, <laughs> the COVID will be will be over before the elections, and not because I want it to influence any kind of political way, just so I can get it, so we can get it over with, and we can get back to normal. Whether it's a vaccine or the virus just you know disappears in the night, um, because it's just going to be uh, political fodder anyway. So, um, and with that, we will I will end this episode. And as always, if you have any comments, any topics you would like me to discuss, uh, uh, feel free to send me an email, diggingforsomething at AO.com. So that will conclude this episode. I thank you for listening uh, to this, uh, this podcast of Digging for Something. 
I am JJ, and I will see you when I see you.